recently read 1004 by Ben Lerner, and it was unlike anything I've read before. It's mainly prose, part poetry, a little bit of art criticism, and influenced by Lerner's own life. So it's also somewhat autobiographical. You can't put Lerner into one category. When we spoke, I asked him about how he chose the title for his book about time, love, city life, and art. Well, 1004 is the moment in Back to the Future, which was like this crucial movie of my youth, as it was for many other people. 1004 is the moment where lightning strikes the clock tower that that allows Marty's time-traveling DeLorean to go back to 1985. Um, so it's the it's the moment in the movie that you know that becomes the kind of technology of time travel. It's the the moment in time that's also cast out of time because it's what powers him between uh, between epochs, and it kind of raises the question of the difference between time as we experience it in art and time as we experience it in the world, which kind of gathers some of the formal concerns of the book. Within 1004, you talk about uh, different moments that possibly represent a, a shared experience throughout time. There's like there's a street lamp, um, for example. And then um, I've read in an interview, you talk about uh, the ability for museums and the works of art in a museum to capture sort of a shared experience, a history of people looking at the same image. Mm-hmm. Do you envision your book in the same way? You know, all these people reading your book, um, different times, different places, but kind of having a shared experience. Do you ever think of it that way? Yeah, I think that the the really mundane facts of works of art and literature that are easy to forget are what make them so powerful. Like you can say you in a poem or a novel and you can both mean one reader you're imagining, but whoever picks up the book and reads it kind of gets to participate in that pronoun in the present tense of reading. And that's really miraculous to me, you know, that, that you can be addressed by the dead or that you can address um, the unborn. And I don't have any illusions about, you know, my work being so important that it's going to like endure. And I'm not even sure endurance is necessarily the goal, but I just do think the possibility of community across time and space that's produced by language and pronouns and the shared history of looking that you mentioned is the kind of basic miracle of what art and artifice is. Congratulations on being a 2015 MacArthur Genius Grant recipient. And I wonder if you could tell me about what it was like to find out uh, that you had received that recognition. I still feel like it's some kind of elaborate hoax and that they're going to, someone's going to call me back and say they were just kidding. I mean, you get it. They call you out of the blue and they offer you this incredibly generous support. And I think unless you're I mean, I don't know, maybe some people get the call and feel like I really deserve this. But I I think for most people, you get it and you immediately feel both really grateful and totally like a fraud. And why didn't these other people get it? But the the great thing about it um, is that is that it's a challenge to just do your most ambitious work. Um, Well, think of it as much as a challenge for future work as a recognition of what you've done. But I feel both totally, you know, unworthy and and. um, but I'm also not giving it back. So (laughs) I I feel really lucky and grateful.